ION 2020, episode 19. Have 2020 vision with ION 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. Hey everybody, thank you for joining me on episode 19 of ION 2020, your place to find all the news events and the happenings of the 2020 election as we grow closer to November of 2020. I appreciate you for joining me today. I really uh, am happy to see more listeners listening every single day and uh, I really do appreciate that. Please go ahead right now while you have a chance, go to subscribe to the podcast and... uh, you know, feel free to share it with other with your friends, and also uh, go ahead if you have Apple Podcasts, go ahead and uh, write me a review, review as well. I'd really appreciate that. So um, today I was looking over ballotpedia.org, just kind of seeing who is the most recent people to uh, to go ahead and file with the FEC to run for president. And I just found something that was absolutely hilarious. I was looking at. Uh, on 1-20-2019, someone from the Communist Party decided to go in and start running. The Communist Party, I guess that's the Communist Party of America. And it was Phil Swift. Now, I know these are all, this has got to be a joke because Phil Swift is that guy from the Flex Steel commercials, right? And then when you click on Phil Swift Communist, then you get a YouTube video. And uh, obviously, I think that, I, I really do think that this guy was uh, just kind of messing around. Not him specifically, but somebody was messing around and filed for this guy, Phil Swift, uh, from the Flex Steel commercials. So I don't think that he's really running. It doesn't really say any. I didn't really find anything about that on there. And uh, it was kind of like a comedy commercial, I guess, for or not commercial, but comedy thing on the uh, on the YouTube video for Phil Swift becoming a communist or something. So I just think a lot of these people maybe are joking around when they're filling out this information with the FEC to go in and run for president. And uh, maybe he was doing that to try to get some some publicity for his YouTube channel. I don't know. Or whoever the person is that made this Phil Swift communist YouTube channel commercial. But anyway, I just thought that that was hilarious. So I started looking a few through a few of these other names. And Camilla, Kamala Harris really did apply and uh, submit her information on the 21st for the Democratic Party. And then we have another Democrat, Curtis King Wilson. And uh, I got a couple of Republicans that threw their names in the hat as well. Christopher Joseph De La Torre and uh, Brent J. Natzel. And then we got a Green Party candidate. That's going to be Ivan Juan Cruz Dissuadio, and then we got an independent Hunter Hipple. And those are the changes on that list since last time I talked about it. But I just thought that was funny, this Phil Swift guy. Because as soon as I saw Communist Party, I was like, oh God, I got to dig into this one, man. Because uh, that, to me, if there's a if there's a person running on the Communist... I mean, obviously there's probably going to be a Communist Party member running for president at some point. 
So I just want to see who it was because nobody, there's no other Communist Party people on this entire list of five, you know, 450, almost 500 names. But this Phil Swift guy is definitely not actually running. I think it was more of a joke. Maybe someone's trying to get publicity for this YouTube video that they made. Who knows? I just wanted to bring that up to you right now. And uh, t- today, I think I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the platforms of some of these different um, different different parties that, that, that are you know going to be the most popular parties. You got the Democrats, you got the Republicans, and so forth. Then you got the Libertarians, the Green Party. You got a few other smaller parties. Well, I might talk about a few of those real briefly on each one. I'm not going to get too much into detail, and the reason why is because there's so much di- there's so many different things that they bring up as their as their party platform. I just want to hit some of the main key points because those are the things that are really going to determine, you know, how you feel about those different parties as well. And I'll, I'll take a libertarian critique of these things as well. Even on the libertarian part, I'm going to take a li- libertarian critique on those things because I think some of the things in the libertarian party platform might be a little bit off base. Republicans way off base, the Democrats way off base, Green Party, you know, off base and a lot of things, but some of them have a few of these issues right as well. So I'll go ahead and delve into those things for you today, and uh, I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, so then let's just go ahead and jump right into the Libertarian platform. And uh, in 2018, on July 2018, the Libertarian platform was adopted by the uh, Libertarian National Libertarian Party, and uh, the preamble, it says, as libertarians, we seek a world of liberty, a world in which all individuals are sovereign over their own lives and are not forced to sacrifice their values for the benefit of others. I do like that. I like the way that they say that. Um, and that's po- that's a positive way to begin, that we're not going to sacrifice our values for the benefit of others. Uh, and, or not be forced to, sorry, because you can f- sacrifice your value. You could sacrifice your money. You can give away your money to charity as long as it's not forced. And that's where, uh, that's where libertarians have a problem is when there's force involved in it. We believe that respect for individual rights is the essential precondition for a free and prosperous world, that force and fraud must be banished from human relationships, and that only through freedom can peace and prosperity be realized. Consequently, we defend each person's right to engage in any activity that is peaceful and honest and welcome the diversity that freedom brings. The world we seek is, build, is to build one where individuals are free to follow their own dreams in their own ways without interference from government or any authoritarian power. So it gets really, that, that's really direct in saying that no authority and power or government should interfere with your rights and what you want to do, as long as you do not infringe upon somebody else's rights, as long as you're engaging in peaceful activity. And they don't really need to go much further than that, right? Because that is non-aggression. So nobody has the right to aggress upon another person, or nobody has the right to aggress upon another person, um, or ask somebody else to aggress, aggress upon another person for you. And that's a lot of times what we think of when we think of the government is really just a group of people. So a group of people elect one person who is now going to have the authority to aggress upon that whole group of people. So if you have 100 people, they elect one person, that person's going to have the authority to aggress upon all 99 of those people. And they're, they, what they're going to be able to say is, well, I just got authority from you guys, so now I can tell you what to do. 
And as long as 51% of those people agree, then you have to do what I say. That's pretty much what what they're saying. So, um, but no one person or group of people have the right to aggress upon other people. So that that's what they're getting at. That is the preamble. Um, in the following pages, we set forth basic principles and enumerate various policy standards derived from these principles. These specific policies are not our goal. However, our goal is nothing more nor less than a world set free in our lifetime. And it is this end, it is to this end that we make these stands. So part 1.0 of the Libertarian Party platform, it says is personal liberty, and then it gets into a few basic parts of personal liberty, what they talk about. And I don't think they need to get too deep into too much, because they do get into like a few things like uh, parental rights, abortion, personal relationships. But I guess when other parties are talking about those things, they kind of have to as well, uh, especially with abortion. They have to address that issue because Democrats are for, you know, abortion at any time, I guess, even, you know, when the baby's popping its head out uh, during during labor. <laughs> and then uh, Republicans seem like they're against it even, you know, if it's the morning after pill. So, and that's not all Republicans, that's not all Democrats. That they the extreme views that people talk about on both sides is a very small minority of each of those people, but they always try to, or each of those, each of those party members that are on the extreme sides, like the, of the democratic party where they're for late term abortion to the people that are against the morning after, but that's just a small minority of the people. They make it seem like it's the majority on both sides, but really everybody is somewhere in between that spectrum, right? And most people fall somewhere close to the middle of that spectrum, I'm sure. Um, but they have to address that in the in the LP's uh, platform, which is fine. They address the death penalty. They address, address self-defense. Um, they address economic liberty in part two of the platform. And then securing liberty. Liberty, they do address that as well. And that goes along with like national defense, internal, international affairs, uh, free trade. They talk about rights and discrimination, and then they, you know. So let's get into get into a little bit deeper because one of the things I think that they do talk about, which is kind of weird, is sex work. Um, as long as the, it should say something to the effect of this, but it doesn't. And I, I think that they get a little bit too deep when they talk about sex work. They say, you know, um, they should decriminalize, decriminalize prostitution and sex work, which libertarians agree with that. But I don't know that it needs to necessarily be in the platform. The reason why I say this is because that turns people off, right? But if you just say when somebody, as long as no one's hurting somebody else, you should be able to work, do the work that you would want. And as long as it's consensual, then that's fine. But I don't think you need to get that deep into the sex work thing. But yeah, Okay, so moving on, let's talk about the personal liberty issues that they say here. And I, I like what they say in the libertarian platform. Personal liberty. Individuals are inherently free to make choices for themselves and must accept responsibility for the consequences of the choices they make. Our support of an individual's right to make choices in life does not mean that we necessarily approve or disapprove of those choices. For example, just because you approve of somebody or you approve of legalizing sex work and making it not a criminal crime does not mean that you approve of that lifestyle 
or just because you believe that all drugs should be legal does not mean that you are going to think that people should do drugs. That doesn't mean that you approve or disapprove of those choices. It just means that you think that it's the individual's right to choose whether they do it or not. So I like what they say there. It, it really does make sense. Uh, no individual group or government may rightly initiate force against any other individual group or government. So no individual group or government may initiate force against any other individual group or government. And that, if you really get down to the very basis of libertarian beliefs, it really comes down to the initiation of force that nobody should aggress upon another person, nor should they allow another group to or ask another group to aggress upon others. So when you get down to the very meat of that, it just says that I can do what I want, you can do what you want. Don't aggress upon me and I won't aggress upon you. I think there was a book one time and it says, uh, there was a, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it says uh, something to the effect of don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. I think that's the name of the book. And uh, that kind of sums up a lot of the libertarian belief. Don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. Now, when you dig into that, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff or don't ask other people to take their stuff also. And that can be summed up, that could sum up the Libertarian Party's issue on personal liberty. It could also sum up the Libertarians' issues on economic liberty and on international affairs because governments should not fight against governments. That's just the way, you know, we shouldn't aggress upon other people and we shouldn't aggress upon other governments as well. It's not our right to tell other people what to do. That's the way it is. Self-ownership. Individuals own their bodies and have rights over them that other individuals, groups, and governments may not violate. Individuals have the freedom and responsibility to decide what they knowingly and voluntarily consume and what risks they accept to their own health, finances, safety, or life. Personal responsibility. So important. If we directed people back towards personal responsibility, not that they've ever... I mean, people in the past had to have a lot more personal responsibility. Now we've put a lot of safety nets in place where you don't have to have as much personal responsibility or corporate responsibility for that matter because you've put a lot of safety nets in place that are going to protect corporations when they go under. For example, making banks too big to fail, bailing out AIG, bailing out GM and Dodge and all these companies that were going under way back when. It, it produces negative externalities in the end. It is a definitely a negative thing and it, and it creates bad decision making in the future when a company can socialize the cost of their bad mistakes and that is um that gets right down to the heart of it you are responsible for you and the decisions that you make have some responsibility so getting further into it i'd like to skip over a few things and uh one of the other ones that they talk about on the personal liberty side is uh, the death penalty. We oppose the administration of the death penalty by the state. Uh, I think a lot of, most libertarians typically believe that because if there's one in every hundred people that are on death row that are innocent, then that's one too many lives that were killed. If a hundred people die and one of them was innocent and the government has the ability to kill that person, I, th I, you know, I think that that's wrong. Um, 
and I think most a lot of libertarians I've talked to feel the same way as well. Self-defense, that is the only legitimate use of forces in self-defense of individual rights, life, liberty, and justly acquired property against aggression. This right in, inheres in the individual, individual who may agree to be aided by any other individual or group. So we affirm the individual right recognized by the Second Amendment to keep and bear arms and oppose the prosecution of individuals for exercising their rights of self-defense. Private property owners should be free to establish their own conditions regarding the presence of personal defense weapons on their own property. That's something that I firmly believe. Second Amendment does give you the right to keep and bear arms, and uh, government should not... I mean, that, that's just a natural right. You have the right to your property, no matter what it is. Um, well, no matter what it is, as long as it's not another person, per se, because you can't... Um, defend, obviously, the property of another person, or having another person as your property, I guess. Um, so anyway, let's hop on to economic liberty. That's 2.0 of the Libertarian Party platform. Libertarians want all members of society to have abundant opportunities to achieve economic success. Um, a free and competitive market allocates resources to the mo in the most efficient manner. Manner. Each person has the right to offer goods and services to others on the free market. The only proper role of government in the economic realm is to protect property rights, adjudicate disputes, and provide a legal framework in which voluntary trade is protected. I mean, you could you could say that even you don't even need the government to um, protect those property rights, adjudicate just adjudicate disputes and so forth, because you could have. Um, private judges and so forth. But, you know, that some people say on the very minimalist part of the role of government is to protect people's right to their property and uh, mitigate disputes. And if that was the only role of government, that would be fine with me as well. But there's always politicians out there that want to promise more and use more force against you in order to get the promises that they dole out. Um to move forward. So finally, they talk about the securing of liberty within the LP uh, platform. And it says, the protection of individual rights is the only proper purpose, proper purpose of government. Government is constitutionally limited so as to prevent the infringement of individual rights by the government itself. The principle of non-initiation of force should guide the relationship between governments. And uh, that kind of sums it up right there. There should be no initiation of force between governments or individuals. Um, and that if there is a government, it's there to protect individual rights. And then it says government is constitutionally limited so as to prevent the prevent the infringement of individual rights by the government himself, itself. Now, constitutionally limited government, yeah, that's fine to say. And that is a pie-in-the-sky idea. But I think it was Lysander Spooner at the end of his book, which was on the Constitution and the flaws of the Constitution, said that either, and I'm, I'm not quoting directly, so I apologize, but he says something to the effect of either the Constitution allows for the government that we have now, or it fails to prevent it. Either way, it is unjust, right? So, with the government that we have now has... Obviously, we feel as libertarians that the government that we have now is way more intrusive in our lives than the Constitution allows. But 
a lot of Democrats feel that the government should be way more, not Democrats, but uh, socialists and Democrats too, but socialists would say that the government should have more power and more control over the government. So they're trying to manipulate the constitution to allow for more power um, and more takeover of um, private society, private life. So either our constitution allows for this government and obviously it does, it allows for the government because it's the government that we have today, or it fails to prevent it. Either way, it's wrong. So when people refer back and even LP, um, in the LP platform by saying government is constitutionally limited, I don't agree with that because the constitution has allowed for that government that we have today. Um, but we do think, I mean, from the from a from the respective perspective of the the founders of the country, which that's a pie in the sky idea too, because all those guys had different ideas of what they thought the country should look like one day, or what the country should, or, you know, what the government should look like. All those guys had completely different ideas. Um, a lot of them talked about limiting government, though, and they did want a limited government. So. From that perspective, from an originalist perspective, yeah, the government or the government is constitutionally limited. So, I like it that they say it. I just that could be disputed as well. Um, when we get into international affairs, a more American foreign policy should seek an America at peace with the world. I like that statement there. It really does work, and uh, we should have a government that is at peace with the world, and we don't. We have a government that is directed pretty much by a lot of these people within the military-industrial complex. And uh, if the libertarians were in charge, that would be something that would be a very hard thing to fight against. But ultimately, if a libertarian was in charge, possibly you'd get, you'd get things moving you know, in slightly the right direction. So that's good. But that is, in general, that's a, that's a quick overview of the Libertarian Party's platform that they... Um, voted on in 2018 i've heard and i'm not sure if this is true or not but the original uh platform of the libertarian party was very similar to what it is today and uh, that was from the, like 1972 when it was voted on um i just think that it's very important that that they recognize the fact that non-aggression is the most important thing that that libertarians should focus on non-aggression because that's what libertarians are is we believe in what's called the non-aggression principle which says that people should not aggress upon another person nor should we push for another person or group of people to aggress upon other people as well and that's a very good principle to stand upon so i know at the beginning i said i'd do a quick wrap or a quick rundown of several different uh, platforms of different political parties. The Libertarian Party platform, I got pretty deep into it in some ways, a lot of, uh, you know, just sharing a little bit about what it was. And I and the, the podcast is going a little longer than I thought it would go based upon that. So maybe what I'll do is I'll start diving into different political platforms for the Republicans, for the Democrats, for the Green Party, and so forth going forward. Because um, I am trying to keep this 
podcast limited to around 30 minutes or so. I've gone over and I've gone under several times. I'm not keeping it exactly 30 minutes like some podcasts I've seen do. Uh, I just think that it's important to cover as much of the party platforms as I can, and especially the libertarian platform, just because a lot of my listeners are going to be libertarian, so it's good to know in general what that libertarian platform is. Um, I do have a lot of listeners that are going to be coming in from a Republican and a Democrat standpoint as well. So I'd like to just kind of talk a little bit about that libertarian, or just wanted to talk a little bit about that libertarian platform and what it is, um, and give my perspective on those things as well. That's pretty important. So hopefully I hopefully you enjoyed the show today. I, pr- I appreciate all my listeners, like I say in the beginning every time. Um, I really do appreciate anyone that comes back and listens for a second time and a third time as well. Uh, go ahead, if you do like what you're hearing, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, rate it, review it, share it with your friends, let them know about it, and uh, come on back again tomorrow and listen so we can uh, have a clear vision for 2020 election with Eye on 2020. Have a great day. <laughs>